Hallelujah. <laughs> I forgot. I know. That's why I did it. And I'm sorry I ruined your thing. That's, okay. That's why I quickly put my phone to my ear to exactly remember the imitation. <laughs> and you had your own thing planned. Uh, uh, um, can we start again? Sure. Three, two, one. Boop, 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 boop. boop, boop. boop. <laughs> <laughs> it sounded like you were drunk because you missed the, like, you missed the third boop, so you're like, boop, boop, boop. <laughs> I forgot how it went. I know. I thought it was boop, boop, boop. It, it was. It's just you oh, missed the third one. Did I? Or it sounded like you did. Anyways, yeah. it doesn't matter. Hello, and welcome to We, we like, like Stuff, and, and so, so should, should you. you. We actually did that correctly, and that is our show. Thank you for listening. We'll That's see it. See you next week. <laughs> we never see people, because this is radio. Also a pandemic. Yes, true on both accounts. Um, this is a show where we both pick things that we like. We don't tell each other what we're going to talk about. And we barely and... research them at all. And sometimes there's dead air because we are trying to look it up as we speak. Well, it's not a lie, but uh, yeah. Anyway, um, that is our show. And it's also our lives. <laughs> um yeah, I'm Brenny. This is Melissa. Yes, I am Melissa. <laughs> Please. I can't do a show like this. I know. I'm sorry. Um, um, yeah. Uh, I don't, I don't, honestly, I don't know how we segue into talking. Um, well, last week, I gave us a challenge of sort of picking things um, that we like, but also around a central theme. Of scary. Be- Yes, I was getting that. Sorry. The first thing I was going to say was that... Um, because we've been home alone a lot, we haven't really been, like, doing a lot of new things. We've been doing some new things, but not, like, a lot of new things to, like, up our repertoire of things we like. So I thought it would be fun to sort of have a new challenge um, now that we've done quite a few episodes and sort of center our discussion around a theme. Um, so yes, as Brennan said, our theme this week is things that scare us, but also that we like. Things that we like that are also spooky. Yeah. And that, like, I know I agreed to it last week and stuff, but in retrospect, I don't do... Like, the thing that truly scares me, and I don't mind, like, admitting this because I've never minded, I'm still irrationally afraid of the dark I knew that I know like it's it's one of those like it stopped being a childhood fear it stopped being like oh there's monsters it started being like oh what if there's just straight up somebody in the room and you know when it's very dark your eyes play tricks on you so if there's someone like you could just look in the corner and like you could see a shadow it's like well that's it I better just close my eyes and hope I don't feel anything I hope it's quick (laughs) or I hope I go to sleep so, like, that fear kind of, like, extended past. Um, I used to be super uh, scared of, like, aliens and stuff. We used to watch, like, me and my brother used to watch these, like, at, like, two in the morning. Like, these stupid alien documentaries um, of all these random people being like, oh, I got kidnapped and all these things, and now I'm Southern, apparently, and I got taken Are up. Are you watching this. Ancient Aliens? Uh, I, th- I don't think it was a part of that same thing, but it might have been. I remember vividly one where there was this interview with this woman. And she was describing that um, she, I think she like 
what she like her and her friend slept together in the same room um and she apparently had woken up one night and saw i would imagine what she described as aliens like around her friend and she was like terrified and she like tried to go back to sleep and all these things and she saw them like do something to her head and in the morning she like woke up and examined her head and there was like a like a like an indent or a hole in her head and like it was like terrifyingly it was terrifying for a child or probably like a preteen at best because as I got older, I was like, oh, this terrifies me. I shouldn't watch this. And I, I, I became is so... This, okay, is this the thing you like? Or- <laughs> <laughs> well, no. So I'm describing, like, the, the, like, how that fear, like, how the legitimate fear just turned into nonsense. Right. Um, and then, yeah, I was just, I, um, it, and I'm kind of segueing into what I actually like in terms of being afraid. Right. So, like, all these illegitimate fears and stuff, it was like, it, it just, like, used to really freak me out. Um... Just side note, I guess I'm just riffing. Apparently we're just talking because sometimes the show is just that. Um, there was one time me, my brother, and my cousin Daniel, um, we were all watching the movie Signs. And we were in uh, my cousin's... May I say? Huh? Signs, signs. Everywhere a sign. <laughs> you may not say that. <laughs> okay. Everyone just wants to pretend I didn't say that. That'd be great. Um, so yeah, we were watching in my cousin's basement, and everything was going fine. I was really stoked and everything. And as soon as that alien, as soon as there was that home video of that alien at like um, uh, a birthday party, a children's birthday party, and it just walked across on screen and then it froze frame, I never screamed louder. And I all I screamed was turn on the light, turn on the light. Um, and we didn't finish the movie. And I'm pretty sure my cousin was annoyed, my brother was upset, but he was like, I knew this was gonna happen, but you said you were brave, so it's okay. Um, and yeah, I just had like a huge fear of like, just things like that. As I got older, definitely those, that kind of stuff became more thrilling. Mm. So my segue is into like, typical scary movies, but they generally like, have to be good. And that kind of nature. The dark is legitimate and it's not fun and I hate it. Sometimes I'm, you know, whatever, can't sleep and then I open my eyes and I was like, this is a mistake. How long do I keep my eyes open until I feel safe to close them? Um, but yeah, no, scary movies. That's a huge genre and I feel like you might have some movies, some choice movies uh, to pick from. But uh, recently, probably within the last five years, I guess. Um, one that really sticks out is The Babadook. Have you ever seen that? I have. Um, just as a... Are you, are you making that face because of what it's become on no. the internet? No, I am not. Do you know what it's become on the internet? I know of it. It's I become just a make... absolutely gay icon, apparently. If I remember correctly. Continue. That's fine. I will look that up, but... I love scary movies. Um, that... Oh, I got you. Yeah. I understand. As a content warning, there is a dog that dies in that movie, and I... I completely understand. Like, I always forget that that, that really bothers you. Yeah. 
a lot of things bother me, but... (laughs) (laughs) It's not supposed to be funny. It's just, it's in the context of knowing Melissa. It's very, like, yes, it's not like, oh, we have to tiptoe around subjects or we're not allowed to speak about it. It, Like, it's not like that, but it's like, oh, yes, if if there's an animal on the screen, it's immediately we both look at each other and it's like, hey, I'm with you, buddy. I hope that, (laughs) I hope nothing happens to this bird or this dog or cat, you know? Because, like, I'm not a fan of it either. And, like... Anyway. Sorry. We don't have to... We don't have to do it. I'm just saying that, like, if you like horror movies but don't like that, you know, it's something... Actually, um, in regards to that, I'm pretty sure, considering we haven't done any research... Uh, relative, I have. I know. Um, I'm pretty sure there is a website called Does the Dog Die? Yep, there is a website called DoesTheDogDie.com. And if you look at it, uh, excuse me. It's a crowdsourced, uh, uh, spoiler-esque for movies, TV, uh, TV shows, books, and and etc. Um, it tracks a bunch of different categories of whether or not uh, these movies have them, and it will tell you. Could search. I, I haven't actually used this, um, but you could search by different uh, categories and how. Um, the movie incorporates kind of like certain kinds of abuse or trigger warnings and things, 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 like, ah, things like that. So relative to that, this is actually a super cool website. Doesthedogdie.com. Super useful if you want to like explore certain things, but you're like, hey, I'm not super a fan of uh, sexual violence. And I do not want to see that or hear about it. Even the implication is kind of like iffy. And like, I'm already... I get nothing from the Game of Thrones specifically because of that kind of like sexual violence thing that that immediately turned me off and everybody was like oh but like it's a good show otherwise and i was like i don't give a i don't care i don't oof and then it became an awful show and i was like i'm so glad i didn't invest in this mm-hmm. anyways the dog does the dog die.com it's a good good resource for that i don't remember what we were talking about other than scare oh the babadook yes you brought up the babadook there we go um I don't know if there's anything else you wanted to say. Oh, no. Yeah, that. of course. Uh, continue. I was going to talk about the Babadook. Okay. I just, we went on that topic and I was like, oh, I know about something. Um, yeah, no, the, the Babadook is just a really good, uh, if I remember correctly, it wasn't like a mainstream released movie. It wasn't, um. Pretty sure it was in theaters. No, sorry. Like it, it was, it, it, I, I want to describe it as more independent. Um, in terms of its filming and stuff. Oh, it came out in 2014? Wow. Okay, so it was orish- initially released in Australia. It was like a, a more niche movie or a more independent movie that got critical acclaim in that regard. Um, and I only bring that up because I really like the cinematography and how they shoot the scenes and how they show the anxiety of the mother. Basically, um, it's a, a story about a mother who uh, moves into, I believe it, either moves into a new house or they, they have this house and the father had died recently and she's kind of having trouble um, raising her son. He's kind of acting out and things like that. Um, and she receives, I believe on her front porch, this storybook of the Babadook. Um, and she's like kind of confused but intrigued. So they start reading it together and it's it's talking about the Babadook and he'll come visit you. And then he starts like, the book explicitly describes how the Babadook is going to come and like kill your whole family and destroy this child. Um, and then she like burns the book, throws it away, and it shows up like a couple weeks later or a couple days later, and it it has like new information in it that's tied directly to this family, and it's it it kind of drives that kind of like oh is this real? Is this happening in the mother's head? All these things, um, 
scary scary scenes in movies like that are because I'm an adult now and I've I've learned to like overcome that kind of irrational fear that immediate fear turns into like adrenaline it's it's basically thriller without you know horror turned into the the feeling of thriller and that's something that I always always loved um before we lived together when I had too much time on my own I would burn through so many scary movies most of them bad because that's the nature of scary movies excuse me and um like me and my friend Adam <laughs> he would come over we would have movie nights all the time it was really wild uh, because we would stay up to like five six in the morning he would go to work at like eight um and we would just try to live our lives and it wasn't healthy excuse me <laughs> but um yeah no uh just the babadook it was just it, it's such a it's such a really unique story and then you know all of all the things that happened with that for some reason people just started talking about it online it became this whole weird trend look up please look up like the memification of the Babadook. It's, it was wild. Tumblr had a field day, I suppose, is the phrase. Um, but yeah, considering how this entire beginning of the show has started, I feel like we're just going to start uh, talking about different things that we find scary instead of having like two segmented things. Because honestly, in coming to this, coming to sit down, I was like, Unless we're talking about the dark, I don't have a lot of things that really scary. <laughs> yeah, but it's also like, it's not just something that's like, oh, this scares me. Because generally things that scare you are things you're going to react to in a way that you don't like. I think it's something that like scares you in a way that you enjoy. If that's, yeah, no, you know and, what I mean? but that's, that's, exactly, that's exactly it for like movies like The Babadook or even It. Uh, the new iteration. I haven't seen the second chapter, actually. I really want to. But, like, the first one, it had really great scenes. And, like, when you... <clears throat> I actually have never seen the original. I really want to. But when you have those progressions in um, technology and, and filmography or, or well, cinematography... Cinematography! I was on the right track. I'm, <laughs> I'm not just saying big words because uh, when you have these advancements in cinematography, it's not always a negative thing. Case in point, um, the the most recent it versus things like Avatar. How uh, are we bringing that up? I'm bringing it up as a comparison to advances in cinematography, Um, where it's not always good or bad. Anyways, please say your first thing. I've been talking um, far too long. Well, I I was thinking about a lot of horror movies that I like as well because I also really enjoy watching horror movies. I like bad ones and good ones, and even (laughs) even the bad ones can be scary, even though they're bad. You might not agree. Absolutely not talking about no. No, I'm not. Okay. Um, but first I wanted to, I quickly looked up this article about like why people like to watch scary movies Ooh. and things about scary movies. Please be better at a host than I am. <laughs> I'm not even trying um, to cast shade. Please be better. <laughs> we need this for our show. <laughs> uh, and it's just like something from psychology today. Don't know how um, I'm sure there's that some, is. I'm sure there's some scientific background. They do talk about actual studies. So I don't know. We'll also, look that up next those hour. citations haven't done my fact checking, but um <laughs> Basically, um, Dr. Glenn Walters, in a 2004 paper in the Journal of Media Psychology... They sound very smart. Yes. They listed three primary factors that make horror films um, alluring. And these three things are tension, so generated by suspense, mystery, terror, shock, and gore. And I think for me, it's definitely a lot of the tension, especially the suspense and mystery, is something that I really enjoy in a horror film. 
um, or in a scary movie. Um, relevance, so um, that may relate to personal relevance, cultural meaningfulness, or like the fear of death, and um, unrealism. So, in, sorry, you were about to explain. I was about to ask. Please continue. Yeah. So basically, they um, there's been a lot of psychological studies that have been done apparently, um, and in <laughs> conducting the research. Um, there's been studies where they have exposed, in one of these studies, they exposed college students to three documentary videos mm-hmm. depicting real-life horrors. So I'm not going to go into detail about these things because... Describe the nature of these horrors, not the details. I'm curious and I would like to know. Like surgery, like okay. animals being slaughtered. Gotcha. That kind of thing. Um, so like things that happen but you don't want to watch because they're very real. These are real things. Oh, I got you, got you, got you, got you. Yeah. Um, so 90% of the students turned off the video before it reached the end. Um, even the majority of the individuals who watched the tape in its entirety found the messages, images disturbing. Um, and... Wasn't there a movie like that fairly recently where people actually walked out of the theater because of it? I gotta look that up. You continue. I'm sorry. Um, yet many of these same individuals would think nothing of paying to attend the premiere of a new fit horror film with much more blood and gore than was present in the documentaries that most of them found repugnant. So it's like this interesting um, connection between horror and realism that I never really thought about. But I think a really important part about it is that there is this factor of unrealism that makes things like gore and thrill and um, in the thrill of a horror movie and the suspense and the drama, it makes it something more... It's like enticing because but it's so unrealistic. With No, like... it makes it almost manageable to watch. Otherwise, oh, really? it's just disturbing, I uh, think. Oh, okay. Is the message that I was trying to purvey. As no, far that's as fine. like yeah. Um, it's like, I know a lot of people who don't like watching movies because of the gore and the things like that. And for me, it doesn't, depending on the scenes and what it's portraying, Uh um, a certain level is fine because I know it's so unreal. Like there is that like disconnect between reality for me. Um, so I find it anyway, I just found that little like tidbit. Really no, that's awesome. Because like um, there, there's always been that huge like, even for me, I have a pretty good stomach for a lot of like bad things. Um, but it like, <laughs> why are you laughing at that? If you if you let me continue, there would be no. That's a weird sentence. Yeah, but like, I I mean of the things that are like realistic and things like that. Like if it's in movies, I can like handle it pretty well. Mm-hmm. But you're right. When it's more realistic, when it's more believable in those like sequences, it's like I I I I kind of do want to stop watching. I'm intrigued, and if I'm already halfway there, I'm, I'll probably go. Also, it. like you know, if you're watching a movie that it's fiction, that it's like those people aren't actually oh versus getting... actual documentaries. That's yeah what, that's what the, oh, yeah. Man. It's like you're actually watching an animal, like something you gotcha. know, like that's a real life thing that actually happened, and people are like that's too disturbing. But you're gonna go to the movie theater and watch uh... a movie where people are getting murdered but you I know mis- it's fate i understand i misunderstood 
Yes. But I do understand, yes. Yes. So it's like that element of the unreal is something that make horror films like attractive for people to watch. Um, and speaking of that, I'm going to talk about my first thing, which is a movie called Dead Silence. Um, I don't think I've seen that. Well, I'm going to show it to you sometime then. I don't know. I thought I showed it to you. Maybe. One of the is it things. About vampires? No. <laughs> um, one of the things that really scared me when I was growing up and to this day has been dolls. Like a lot of different types of dolls, especially ventriloquist dolls. They just freak me out. <laughs> Those mouths. Um, yeah. <clears throat> and when I was like growing up, I don't know if anyone else can relate to this. Like a lot of my family members would just buy me dolls a lot of the time. And some of them were really lovely, but there's a lot of like porcelain ones that you couldn't play with. And they just stood in your room. And like, they're like nice collectible dolls, but like you can't like engage with them because they're porcelain. So if you broke, yeah. (laughs) If, uh, um... But notes to the, the listeners, I said that was a very white person thing. Yeah. It's absolutely, there's no way that is an, actually, I think my, okay, how many dolls did you have? That's a very important question. My sister did have like one or two. Yeah, it was a lot. Like okay, ten. that's, okay. That, that, that's where I'll draw the line. I, I'm just saying that like also you couldn't play with them. Like, they I just, understand. They just Ooh. went on a stand. Yeah, because they would break and it yeah. would be like, we spent so much money. And anyway, and I also had this like, this is a lot of information, but I also had this weird mirror situation. I went on about signs. Room. Go, go ahead, girl. <laughs> I had this weird mirror situation where, like, I had a mirror at, like, the back of my bed. Okay. Okay, I had a mirror at the back of my bed, but also a mirror, like, in the front of my bed. No! Like, an infinity mirror situation. Huh? (laughs) Yeah, it all... No, that's the worst. Yeah. So then, like, the dolls that were sitting, like, up on top of my... Like, I had this whole, like, furniture set that I had inherited from my grandparents. And the dolls that were, like, up on top of my bed, they, like, would be reflected in the mirror. And then it was, like, an infinity mirror. It was scary. Yeah, and I know, I like, my, my sister had mirrors in her room and, like, big, like, big full body mirrors yeah. and stuff like that. There's some, I, I know I'm an adult and I, I've been, I, like, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a science student. I know there's something messed up about mirrors as a child. Those angles don't make sense. There's no reason why you should be able to see certain things or why things are looking at you a certain way. Yeah. Absolutely not. You had haunted dolls. Yeah, I did. Um, and so Dead Silence is a movie about ventriloquist dolls coming to life. <gasps> I think I have seen that movie. Yeah. Is that the one? What? Uh, oh, I don't want... Are we, are we spoiling this movie? No, I don't okay. want to spoil the movie. Um, the movie came out in 2007. Um, and I'll tell you the sort of nursery rhyme. That's sort of the general tone of the movie. Beware the stare of Mary Shaw. Yeah. She had no children, only dolls. And if you see her in your dreams, be sure to never, ever scream. Because if you scream, she takes your tongue. Um, the movie has a whopping 20% rating on Rotten Tomatoes. Really? Yeah. Um, it wasn't that bad, was it? It's pretty bad. Um, basically, it centers around this man, Jamie Ashen, his wife dies, um, and he returns to his creepy hometown of Raven's Fair to unravel the mystery of her murder. Um, and he discovers the legend of Mary Shaw, who was a murdered ventriloquist, um, and her eerie presence still looms over the town. Um, and basically, there's this ventriloquist dummy that comes to life in it. This is just a warning for anyone who's going to watch this movie. There are many ventriloquist dummies that come to life. 
it's very scary. And when I watched this movie for the first time with my dad, probably in 2007, 2008, no, it's probably later. It's probably in 2010-ish, I don't know. I don't really remember. But when I watched it, um, I was horrified. <laughs> um, well, I can't imagine. Because dolls scared me a lot, and it was just like everything about those fears. But also, I did. But also, there was something about it that I really enjoyed because it was picking up on some of my biggest fears from like when I was a child. But also, it's so unrealistic. So again, you're pulling on those like. It's that twenty percent on Rotten Tomatoes, unrealistic. Yeah, yeah. So like again, it's like those threads of horror that it's like, yes. It's very unreal, but yes, it draws on this relevance to me. Again, the other thing. Yes. And it does have mystery and thrill, the third thing of horror movies. <laughs> and then, it, you know, it all comes together and it's just, yeah. I mean, well, it's a bad movie if you're looking for like a good horror movie, but it is not, fun. It's not the worst movie. I do remember it. And I looked it up just now just to be sure I was the same movie. It was, to my not well, okay. Follow me. <laughs> I have this thing about remembering movies fondly. I remembered the movie Hard Candy with Ellen Page and Nighthawk or Night Owl or whatever that man's name was from The Watchmen. Who played the Owl Man? Hawkman. Owl. It was those two actors, actresses, but yeah. And I remember that movie very fondly. And then I showed it to all my friends. Well, I showed it to Adam. And he was like, hey, this is the worst movie I've ever seen. And while watching it with him, I was like, I don't know what to tell you, man. This is the worst movie I've ever seen. So I do remember Dead Silence very fondly. I remember it was very fun. It was it did have very spooky moments. Um, it, it it had like an intriguing mystery as well. I love those kind of movies that like if it, it's not that you're smart enough that it's not that like oh you have to be like a genius to figure it out, but like you can pick up on the clues to really get like that final punchline, which this movie did have as well. But yeah, it does have a good final punchline. Yeah, and it has like really spooky quaint village feels and it has like cool characters it's but overall it is cheesy but it's not bad yeah and that's what that's anyways i guess i did say it was bad multiple times (laughs) Um, well that's i'm trying to defend that even though i misremember movies apparently it's not good but it's not it's not bad yeah it's okay yeah it exists it's very distinct if you like or you hate if you like or hate ventriloquist dummies and you want something that's spooky then perhaps it's for you perhaps um, yeah where is it perhaps indeed um do you know what i'm talking about yeah can you find it yep thank you <laughs> um i did too oh yeah so yeah there's it's a weird break. <laughs> well, I was I was really hoping that my thing would run on longer and your thing would also run on longer, and I just didn't. And I was like, I don't technically have another thing. I have more things. No, I know, but I, mean, I, I can talk about another movie. Well, say. and that's the thing. Like, in, in thinking about all the different types of movies that really like scared me, I really still enjoy Signs, even though I hate Mel Gibson and um, Joaquin Phoenix was very fun. Uh, it was he was just a really weird character. It was really great. Um, and like, I still watch, I would still rewatch Signs because I remember how I felt and how that movie made me feel. Mm-hmm. It doesn't make me feel that exactly anymore. So like me going back to scary movies is always, it's more like entertainment rather than being like, oh, I want to be scared. And I think that's the, that's the only real flaw that scary movies have or, or, or scary media in general. Once you 
under like jump scares or anything like that like there there was a whole slew of jump scares that kind of permeated the internet in like the early 2000s and like the 2010s and stuff um but once you knew about it like i would sometimes revisit these jump scares because i liked the thrill of it but it didn't scare me i remember you know that one that was like a maze and you had to do <laughs> the three levels of the maze yeah i did that to my brother when it was like brand new and everyone was just figuring out about it and he had got because like the end of that maze i don't it's, know if you've it, ever it's, done it it's almost doable the, like it's almost like the ugh. first yeah the first like two mazes okay the third one is like you have to go through this part of the maze that's like the exact same size as your character in the maze which you basically control with your mouse and it's this little square and you have to put it through the maze and at, when you get to the very end like right before the end this scary face comes up and just screams at you and my brother literally threw the laptop and screamed. He was so scared. It was really good. But again, you can't really... Like, also, it was me to me. But I was also a child at that point. So. Yeah, so who cares? Um, but yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, so the second thing... It's, it's kind of like that same genre of just experiencing that thrill of something that's scary. One of my favorite... Um, I guess frightening pieces of media um I, I, I do want to change how that's said because like things that are scary like uh oh uh, Mids- uh, Midsommar terrifying but it's more of like a like a slow bleed kind of thriller uh, and things it's still scary oh no it is it is uh, but things like The Village as well. Do Have you ever seen that? That M. Night Sh- Sh- Shyamalan movie? No, but I know about it. I really enjoyed it. And I understand all the crit- critiques that that director, that man has uh, has gotten. And also he's ruined the live action Avatar. And I really hope that Netflix does pick it up. Because I heard rumors about that. But um, I really like those things. But it was more of a slow bleed kind of like thriller scary. Like there was always... There, there's always kind of... Uh, horror or, or terrifying things always have um, two basic genres for me. Either there is something uh, like terrifying and it's obscene, um, or it's unseen. And when things are unseen, it's it's kind of it, it kind of makes that atmosphere much larger. Um, and I'm very far away from the point because the thing I'm about to talk about is nothing about that nature. Uh, but I just wanted to touch on that because like movies like that that have that kind of slow build, I I love. I love But that's yeah, I don't mean to interrupt. No, no, no. I just want to say that like yeah, that's like my favorite part about horror movies is the suspense. It's not about like the jump scare yeah, or... and like that, but it's like the build up of like the suspense and the like, like intrigue. the anxiety of of like cuz like watching it for the first time, A+. Plus. Watching it afterwards, you know exactly how they're feeling and you know what's going up so you can really kind of ex- if the movie's really good then it's like you can really take the time to really examine um, how they really feel and I, I just think that's really fun to do um, especially like I've watched the Babadook like several times and watching this woman slowly lose her mind it's terrifying and the reaction she like the interaction she has with her child it's understandable relative to like the freakout she has. Also, yeah. Parasite, very scary. The the show I'm watching? No, the movie, the Korean movie. Oh, 
I mean, that's more of a thriller. That's not a horror. Yes, but it's scary. Still, it still I mean, has the no, same no, no, no. kind of... The suspense is the same. Because the suspense is you're waiting for somebody to be caught. And that's yes. the same suspense of someone being caught and about to be killed. Because I feel like the resolution would be the same. But horror is different. And I, I, I'm not saying that you're wrong. I, I absolutely would never say that. But the suspense is similar. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. You, you winked at me like that. Didn't do anything. <laughs> you closed your one You're eye. You're getting paranoid. <laughs> um, anyways, my second thing, really, um, is this uh, collection of short stories by Emily Carroll, um, and it's uh, written as a graphic novel, I believe. Yeah, she wrote and what? It's written as a graphic novel, I believe. I, I was going to say I believe she wrote and illustrated it, and I, I I'm right. I just want. I, she, she, I, I, Anyways, it's this, um, she has a very unique art style. I, f- I followed her online for a long time now, and when I found out she made, like, a horror story, all the different types of pages that she would post online and everything, that they were super intriguing. Um, she has a way of... The colors are really nice. Yeah, there's a huge contrast of colors. You can really, like, feel the, the tone of, uh... Uh, like of the mood that is set during each scene colors are either like drab and vague and, and very bland or they're bright and vibrant relative to who uh, uh whose perspective is being told and everything like that or the setting of the scene and there's like always small details that you don't think to look at and like the the third or fourth time that i've read these books you always see like darkness kind of creeping up in, in certain corners of everything um my favorite story that i've ever uh, read out of this. Was it this one? It is this one. Um, what is it called? It's, I believe it's called The Nesting Place. And I'm not going to read it because I, I, I would not ruin it in that regard just because you really need to have the visuals for it as well. Um, but I will read the intro because it's this pervasive idea. This description always still gets me. Um, so, anyways, this it's one of the la- one of the later stories in the in the graphic novel, uh, Through the Woods. If I didn't say that already, I think I did, but it doesn't matter. I would rather repeat it than not. Um, and the story is the nesting place. Uh, so it begins. Uh, Belle's mother told her about monsters. She told her of the man-shaped thing that lurked in the cellar of her childhood home. How its bone-white face with its piano key teeth and burnt-out eyes would peer up from the bottom of the steps. The adults have never heard a sound, though. They never believed us when we spoke of the creature's sweet, wet voice. (laughs) She spoke of the fog that seeped over their town years ago, and of the thousand mouths it hid, rings of teeth that glinted at the edges of one's vision. The last time I saw your father, he was reaching out for me, half-swallowed in that mist. But the worst kind of monster was the burrowing kind. The sort that crawled into you and made a home there. The sort you couldn't name. The sort you couldn't see. The monster that ate you alive from the inside out. Belle never believed a word on the day her brother was to pick up. On the day her brother was to pick her up from school, her roommate asked. And I'm not going to continue. I thought there was a natural break there. Uh... But I, I will not continue. The story is about um, 
Uh, Belle moving, I believe, uh, with her brother. Moving, yeah, with her brother. Her, her brother got married and they're, they're moving away to a different home and everything like that. Um, and she kind of has reservations. You remember just, this story, eh? Yeah, it's just like when you're flipping through, I saw some of the pictures and it's just like brings you back to a place that's very spooky. Um, I think like one of the really interesting things about horror, especially when it's in like a book form, you really think, like, I don't know, I always thought, like, how do you get scared from reading a book? Yeah. You know, because there's no, like, image. Like, you're building it up yourself because you're reading it. Um, but it is, like, amazing how horrifying a book can be and how scary. Um, and, like, even... even I, I, I I know there's a pretty not a heavy divide, but um, in terms of reading books with pictures or not, um, I know there's a huge kind of market for having no pictures, so your brain can kind of create all these stories. It's one of my favorite things about the Harry Potter books, actually, uh, because in a lot of uh, visualizations of the Harry Potter books, to my knowledge, they don't describe Harry Potter as a white child. So a lot of people take that image of his description and posit him as a little Indian boy. And it just changes the whole narrative, and it's really great. And they don't describe... I don't remember if they describe Hermione uh, as a... <laughs> as t- t- how do you say her name? How do you say her name? Hermione? Her- it's similar. Hermione? Hermione? It's the same thing. Shut up. <laughs> I don't know. No, I'm, it's, I'm, sh- I'm sure I'm wrong. It's fine. Whatever. But Hermione. Yeah. I I'm, mean... Yeah. Well, I, I don't remember. It's just maybe some people are just like, no, I like this better, which is, you know, sometimes better. Uh, but <laughs> I mean, J.K. Rowling will say that, that she meant them to be exactly. a different race. Race or, and, or, or sexual you, orientation or what nonsense or, that woman wants to talk about. just magic away their poop. <laughs> <laughs> We could talk. That's a whole section. We could talk about J.K. Rowling and. It's a horrible person. Anyways, don't support her. That could be part of things that we love to hate. Anyways, that's a that's definitely going to be an episode. Anyways, um, I haven't read those books in a very long time, but a lot of people have taken the description of uh, Hermione. (laughs) Hermione. How do you say it? I feel like I don't know. I feel like a ten-year-old who read a. <laughs> so bad. I always said Hermione. Hermione. I feel like a ten-year-old who's read like a, a very large world word and has never just said it out loud. So for the first time I say it, all the adults are like, "Oh, that's so cute. You said that so stupid." Um, anyways, they've described her as having large curly hair, um, but I don't know if they describe the color or they describe her skin. So they posit her as a black girl because lots of black people have like that large like. Poofy might be the wrong descriptor, but just large hair. And, and Ron's a ginger, so you can't get away from that. But I, I've seen all these like different arts and like different like side stories being told with Harry and Herm- Hermione. There it is. Hermione and Ron as these characters, and it's very nice to see. So I do understand not having pictures, but anyways, through the point of Through the Woods, having pictures but not having the whole story being shown to you is, I think, goes along in that sense of uh, that kind of horror, where you don't get to, you still, in a lot of those stories, you still don't get to see the, the big bad creature or evil or whatever it is, or when you do, it's not, like, you wish you hadn't. 
Like, there's that one story where... Um, I can't remember what it's called. Please read, if you can find it still. I'm sure you can. This book came out... What did it come out? I don't know why I decided to make noises with my mouth. Uh, 2014. It shouldn't be that bad. Uh, Through the Woods by Emily Carroll. Um, there's one story where a man kind of, like, has... He kind of has, like, a negative experience with his brother. Um, his brother's always just better and kinder and more beautiful and... But his brother's just impossibly nice as well, so, like, he doesn't really have a reason to hate him or anything like that. And when you find out the resolution of this story, which you can kind of see where I'm going considering it's a horror story, but when you find out the resolution, you kind of, like, wish you didn't. Because there's a lot of stories, even a lot of, like, horror stories, um, or I guess, like, emotionally, like, scary stories that the not knowing is almost worse. But when you do know, when you do know that the worst outcome is the actual outcome, it's not left to chance. Like at the end of Inception, it's very, what is it? Ambiguous. He spins his little top on the on the table because you want him to believe he has a good life. And if that top fails to spin, um, then yeah, he, he's in the real world. And you see it wobble, but you it cuts away. And it's like, oh, is he is he actually alive? And it's like, well, who cares? He's happy. It doesn't matter. Honestly. I know people want, like, a good resolution. They want to know he made it out. But, like, if he dies being happy, mm, yeah. he got himself in that world. Anyways. Um, or there was, uh, there's another movie called Another Earth. Actually, I'm going to save Another Earth. Another Earth. Oof. Matt and I really got into Another Earth. And we were, like, waiting for that movie to come out. And when it did, basically that movie, I uh, know, I'm going to save it. At the end of that movie, though, they show you a definitive end instead of leaving it ambiguous, and I've never felt more hurt oh. because of the like because of what that ending entails. Uh, spoiler alert for when we do talk about it. When I talk about another Earth as a topic, like a full blown topic, I'm going to ruin that movie extensively. Just so you know. Cool. But I like to this day that like the last second of that shot, I, I want to throw up. And it's not scary. It's, it's it's more like a like suspense. But like it's just having that final note. Sometimes ambiguous is scary, and sometimes it feels better because you're like, well, maybe they did survive. Maybe they maybe the good thing did happen. But when you get a graphic novel like this uh, through the woods, and you know, you know a hundred percent that nope, the bad thing happened, and there there are now consequences, and it's like, ah. mm-hmm. it just hits different does um speaking of books that are spooky um yeah the reason why i said like how do you get scared from books is because like i didn't really think that i would and i've never really gone out of my way to read a horror book but one of the most scared i've been reading a book that i actually got physically scared really i know and it's weird too is reading george orwell's 1984 yuck Oh, yeah. I know exactly. Well, there's, there's, sorry, you go. There's like a lot of things in that book that are scary, especially because it's so real and spooky and relevant to, um, you know, modern policing and modern um, ways that people are monitored and things like that. Um, but the thing that scares, that really scared me the most was um, part of the book, the main character and like, 
the woman he's with. Um, I do not remember her name. I don't remember either. Cool. But they have this, like, rendezvous spot that's, like, this uh. secret room that they go to, and they just, like, hang out there, and they're free there because they're not being watched, and they can say whatever they want and whatever. Didn't it, um, wait, wasn't it, like, a field and everything, too? There was a field, but okay. this was, like, an apartment oh, that's in, like, the end. top yeah, of the yeah. building. Um, yeah, there's more locations, but this is just one of them. Anyway, they keep going there, and they keep talking about stuff and whatever, and it's, like, this free place. Um, and then there's just this one part in the book where it's just, like, someone says hello and, like, starts talking, and it's, like... They, or they don't say hello. They say, like, a more specific command. But you, but you get this, like, it's such, like, a jarring, like, disconnect of, like, this they are deep. not alone. Yeah. And they've been, people have been listening to them the whole time. And I just find that so creepy. Um, and it just, like, physically scared me when I was reading it. And yeah. it's just this very like spooky moment of like trying to have this like intimate time and you're reading it and you're like oh great they're finally like having this freedom they're having this like moment the safety when safety is like pulled out from underneath you yeah and it's like but it's also like the like they were allowed that safety for so long and then all of a sudden it was like you know what never mind that's it but like i think the worst part about it too is that it's not like it's not an immediate violence or an immediate threat it's not like oh the door opened and a bunch of people like ran in with weapons it was like hey you don't know how long we've been listening yeah could have been the whole time could have been just now yep and you will never know yeah and the whole book is literally about surveillance and how like there's a police state not unlike what's it doesn't matter we don't have to get into that but it's just like it's insanity to think about like when when have we been compromised? Like and, and that in and of itself just spirals into its own like anxiety. Yeah, it's very spooky. Um, so I mean, as far as like a reading a book experience goes, I feel like that's like not necessarily considered like a horror novel. But I was generally scared reading that. Um, but I also really like that book, so that's why it's a thing I like. But also that scares me. No, absolutely, and I think. Um, I th- well, I think in that regard, too, like, even if we revisit this topic of being scared by things, like, I think, I think that thrill of, not even that thrill, that's the wrong descriptor, but, like, when I think about being scared, it's always about things that are immediate and, like, things that are going to hurt, so, like, scary movies and things like that, like, the scary stories and, you know, the, the weird crazy witch with the ventriloquist dolls that steal in your mouth and tongue and things like that, but, like, being scared by non-tangible things is highly appropriate yeah and it, it's even it's it's some it, it, you can describe it as being worse because of how indirect it is and like you don't know what the consequences are it's like it's like not seeing the the, the actual evil in the stories you don't know what the consequences are so you if 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 someone is depicted as being caught but you don't know by what it's it's worse it's absolutely worse there's no way yeah oh and, yeah and that's like that's that's part circle back that's part of the village you never see the monster and then when you do it's like this that what is this and then you find out that like there's so many other layers to this monster it's like what is actually happening this is far worse than ever like it's it's just so good um yeah so books can be scary um i do have another thing to that wasn't up. your thing that was my thing oh you have another thing 
I have another thing. Please go ahead. I I would have to dig. Okay. Um, the other thing I want to talk about also involves you, so we can do it together. Um, is scary video games. Yes. Um, Brendan plays a lot of scary video games. I play some. <coughs> I wanted to specifically talk about our scary VR experience. Yes. With a game called The Inpatient, um, where essentially it's a VR game, so you're in the headset, you're only seeing the game, and you're like a person in a, in an asylum and there's a lot of weird time warping so you don't really know what's happening it's all very confusing but it has like a really interesting story um so it's not just like spooky jump scare type thing yeah it, but it does have those yes so i was playing it um because everyone else was too scared to play it um but i like really like, as, although I was horrified, I really liked the adrenaline that comes with being scared. So yes. I was like, that's cool, I'll do it. So I'm in this VR headset with the game there. And there's this one part that, like, I just think back to sometimes of, like, walking down a hall. And it's like, you know, as you're walking down a hall that's just empty. It's just a plain old hall. You're expecting it. Something bad's gonna happen, right? And you have to, like, physically walk with the controller. So you're just, like, slowly going, going, going. And all of a sudden, as you're walking, this person just, like, jumps up, like, right in front of you. And honestly, I was so scared. I don't, like, being in that position where it's, like, right in front of your face. Um, Especially because it's VR. Like, yeah. in a lot of other situations, you can, like, move your head and turn away. But when it's VR, it's, it's like, you, you can't. I mean, you can close your eyes. <laughs> I, I, I mean, fair. yeah, but the game also, so it has those like jump scare moments, but it also has these other moments where like you're in this room with this other woman who's also in the cell with you. And like she starts going like a little bit wild because you've been stuck in this cell for a while and she starts saying like really weird things and there's this whole point where like you feel like she's gonna like attack you because yeah and but you're stuck in this room with this person and there's like no escape from it and again you're in vr so it's very spooky and you're like there are parts of the game where you are you are trying to de-escalate with that person in your room um, and like saying the wrong things start uh, getting gets them more violent and like you have no idea what's going to react to them. Um, one of my favorite things in that game as well, um, uh, it, it does what I describe as a, like a Batman uh, fadeaway because in the Arkham Asylum games they did this really well when you were like in dream sequences or, or on Scarecrow gas or whatever um, where in the inpatient you would be looking in one direction trying to figure out what to do and you would turn around and the entire scene would change mm-hmm. and in that you would turn back around and then yeah that that you weren't looking out the window anymore you're looking like in a, in a blank room and you're trying to figure out what's happening um, and that game did that a lot very well there was never a time where I saw behind, like the man behind the curtain which is the phrase apparently right I don't know sure it's, it sounds right uh, but there was never a time where that like that illusion was kind of busted for me in that game. Um, yeah. It's uh it's very spooky and playing again like playing it in VR. Yeah. Is uh it's very very scary. I mean, I also think one of the best things about horror for me is 
enjoying it with friends. Yes. So, like, the fact that, like, it was me and you and, like, two of our other friends, it was, like... Never give it. Adam, I will tell you, you probably won't listen to this, but if you do, you're not allowed to play impatient. I want to progress. <laughs> yeah, Adam stood in a room because there was cockroaches outside Well, every, for every literally, time, like, 15 yeah, minutes and didn't move. And, and it's, like, it's not, like, unreasonable. It, no. It, the whole, like, he played a good chunk of that game and was scared, scared every time, but, like, as soon as he saw those cockroaches, when they came out of nowhere, he was like, nah, I'm okay. And we were, like, had to, to rip the game from him. Because, like, you actually have to walk yourself through the scary things. Yeah. And it's, like, like, there is this point where, like, I had to walk willingly open this door that was like a black room and you just hear these noises and it's like how do you do that to yourself it's scary but with all your friends there also being horrified yeah you have this like communal scary you have you have like a like a false shield yeah because it's false in the sense that like you're not even in real danger but like it's like it's even when i was younger if i had to do anything in the dark by myself I poop. I'm, I'm just immediately... I'm gone. <laughs> but if I was beside anybody, a hunt, like, I would be the leader. Yeah. As soon as... It, as like, if I had anybody, if they were scared, hey. their fear never affected me. But as soon as I was alone, that's it. Yeah. Honestly, I still have nightmares about my basement because of the dark. Oh, your basement's terrifying. As okay. an adult, it's but, terrifying. Brennan, Melissa, listen to when this we started stuff. dating... I would not, I, I did not enjoy being in your basement alone. Yeah. Okay, well, listen to this story, okay? When I was growing up, my basement had, you know those lights that, like, when you pull it, it turns it on and off? Yeah, yeah. So, it had, like, a bunch of those. Mm-hmm. Like, maybe three. And as a child, when you're trying to turn off those lights, and it's slowly, like, dark, 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 or it's like, oh, someone forgot to turn off that light over there. Oh, yeah. It's like the most scary thing ever like it's not the same as like okay i'm at the edge of the room i can flip the switch it's like you're actively in the room and you have to turn it off and then it's dark all around you yeah i still have nightmares sometimes about like being in that basement when it's dark because it was scary it was also a lot worse before we were when i was a kid because it was unfinished and it was all just like cement and drywall and no not drywall cement and insulation and it was very scary and also my brother and i put toys everywhere so sometimes you tripped on stuff scary awful yeah no well in my mississauga house um our basement was pretty terrifying the stairs were some some reason in the middle of the basement so you would go down and there would be open space to the left and right and behind you because it was literally in the middle and boy howdy was that the most awful experience uh there was like a banister but like the left hand side had like a piece of wood so you didn't fall over but it was just open so you can like literally stick your head down and see like it it was just insane and it wasn't finished it it only ever got finished because we moved and like they had to finish it to up the value of our house absolutely bonkers there's no like basements aren't safe yeah no they're horrible yeah um yeah very spooky stuff i think it's fun to like talk about stuff that you like that also scares you because i think it de-escalates that fear it does and also it's like the you can have stuff that is fun to be scared of obviously there's things that you're scared of for a good reason and it's like yeah that's not fun at all but there are certain things that can be fun and scary yeah um exactly yeah like i like most recently 
the the best scary game that I've played, Resident Evil 7 and Prey. Prey's turned like Prey never stopped being scary. Um, because the 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 main factor of that game, you were you were on a space station, and um, the beginning of that game is wildly nonsense. Uh, but you, oh, I got gotcha. you. Yeah, anyways, the, 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 one of the enemies in the game, Prey, was called a mimic, and it literally just turned into like any item. So it was basically hide and seek with a monster, with a tentacle monster, and it was just not good. It's horrible. Absolutely. And then Resident Evil Seven, the first three quarters of that game is. Um, very spooky, scary, and you're about to be killed every single step of the way. And then the last quarter, you have you have like a shotgun, you're blazing through. It's very fun. Um, but the first three quarters, absolutely. Me and my friend, well, me, Adam, and Tristan played that game all in one night, one go. And we were like, Tristan never picked up the controller. He was like, I'm fine. You guys can go. It's fine. I'm, I'm, I don't need this. It is fun to watch. <laughs> it is. And not be the person who's yeah. being scared. Um, but yeah. yeah. That's pretty much all the time we, we have, have for today. Um, this was our scary, scary likes episode. Next week, we're gonna talk about things we like that make us cry. I think you just said that very funny, and I wanted to make a joke, and I don't know how to make the is joke. Is that what we're gonna talk about? Yeah, I think. Oh yeah, yeah, it is. It's just you said it. it I got it as things that make us cry. I think. Like. Boop, I, I boop, 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 boop. Uh, if I wa- if I wanted to, if I was raw, I would end the episode right there. Well, <laughs> are you? No. Uh. Uh, thank you, Matt Campbell, for our background music and everything of that nature. I will still call you sometime. Shut oh up. my gosh! I- I've ta- I've texted him. It's fine. All right. Uh, thanks to Jill and thanks to Spooky Stuff. Yeah. Thanks, Spooky Stuff. Also, talk to us on our Twitter, at WLSassy, if you want to tell us something that scares you that you like. Yeah, just t- tell us anything that you like. I've been trying to update it with uh, episodes until I get to the most current one. And Twitter's weird. Twitter's a weird algorithm to try and figure out. Um, so I don't think it's going to hit up traction. And please listen and follow us. Yeah. Thank you. Bye. Have a good night. Bye.